Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So there is somebody in the world of sports that has done it again. They have figured it out. It is a master class in branding and skill. And we'll tell you who that is coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are, making us a part of your Saturday morning into the afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and we do so live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack. The way tire buying should be. Well, that's not the way a drive for the Minnesota Vikings should be ending because Nick Mullins was just intercepted at the goal line. Minnesota in the red zone, on the road, at Cincinnati, four minutes and change left to go in the first half, already holding on to a 7-3 lead there in a big matchup between a couple of teams that are fighting for playoff spots, sitting at 7-6, and six, and Nick Mullins is intercepted at the goal line, so now Cincinnati gets the ball back. Uh, they will have the football deep inside their own territory, and uh, it looks like... Uh, uh, Cincinnati's going to have an opportunity here to try and at least get some points on the board other than the field goal they had to settle for early on at home in this big matchup on a Saturday. Which, look, you hear some of the names that are thrown out there. You hear Nick Mullins. You hear Jake Browning. You see Gardner Minshew and Mitch Trubisky and you go, all right, so we got three games being featured on a Saturday, which by the way is awesome. All right. The last time we had Saturday football, I think it was like bears bills in the preseason or something like that. It's been a long ass time. So it's kind of neat. We got NFL football. We've got playoff scenarios that are going to be determined potentially here today. And you've got all these things on the line. And what's great about it is it really doesn't matter what the NFL throws at us here on a Saturday. Four of the six quarterbacks starting on this Saturday are backup quarterbacks. And if my math is correct, and I'll be honest with you, it probably isn't. 
But let's just go ahead and for the sake of the take, let's pretend that my math is correct here. But I'm looking at 13 backup quarterbacks starting this week in the NFL. And I'm looking at 17 backup quarterbacks getting starts throughout the course of the year. And that includes Mac Jones getting benched and Bailey Zapping getting... So there's been injuries, there's been a benching in New England, there's been all sorts of stuff that has taken place in the NFL. And the best part about it, doesn't matter. You're still going to watch, you're still going to care, you're still going to cheer, you're still going to root, doesn't matter. Minnesota and Cincinnati were playoff teams a year ago. Kirk Cousins was off to a rocket start. He was great. One of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. And goes down with the injury. Joe Burrow's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Cincinnati, even though, even though they were off to a slow start, they were trending in a direction that nobody wanted to deal with the Bengals. Nobody. And so you looked at it and you go, okay, so these are two teams that are playoff teams. Two teams that were very optimistic about where they were at. I assumed Minnesota was going to be battling it out with Detroit for the, for the division. That was my assumption. Kirk Cousins goes down with the injury. Joe Burrow goes down with the injury. And the thought is, well, that'll pretty much do it. And instead, Minnesota has somehow stayed in the, in the race, even despite their poor start. Cincinnati has stayed in the race despite their poor start. And you've got Jake Browning and Josh Dobbs slash Nick Mullins to thank for it. And the NFL does this all the time. It doesn't matter what you throw out in the NFL. Whatever they put out there, we're just going to take in and they're going to figure out a way to make it successful. It's brilliant branding. It really is. But it also shows a skill set. It's like those baking competitions. You ever seen those baking competitions on like the cooking channel or food network? And they really put the, it's it, what, what a pain in the ass you get like Jesse Palmer or one of these celebrity hosts and they'll determine on the spot what you've got to work with. And you have to put together a dish that is edible and looks good so that these snobby blowhard judges can tell you whether or not your food sucks. And so the big unveil, they'll have like some sort of a pan covering all the stuff on the table. And they'll say, all right, on the count of three, open the lid, see what's underneath. And you've got to build for us a snowman that's edible enough and can also talk to us and tell us what they think of our outfit. Oh, neat. And you open up the pan and you've got like uh, a box of powdered donuts, a wiffle ball bat, two pieces of duct tape. Hershey's Kisses and like uh, formaldehyde. And you've got to somehow put something together that's decorative, but also tastes great. And you know what? More often than not, they do it. You could critique the look. You could critique, uh, you know, whether or not, well, you know, it's, it's not sweet enough for me, but you know, my palate is, uh, you could do whatever you want. But more often than not, they're going to roll out something that you would take home and go, you know what? That's better than what I could do. You know what? I could eat this. The NFL's rolling out four of six backup quarterbacks that nobody thought was, we're going to see a single snap this year. And you know what we're going to do? Hey, that passes.
<laughs> you know what? We'll take it. What's going on in the NBA tonight? Who cares? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, they do it every single time. They could just roll it out, and we're just going to take it all in. And yes, it has a lot to do with the fact that we love football, but the fact of the matter is the NFL has carved out a niche to where they appeal to us and they make things in their league worthwhile for all of us. And it doesn't matter what time of year it is, whether it's the draft, whether they do it all the time. So when you break down these uh, three games today, when you break down what we were watching on Thursday Night Football, which we're going to get into, okay, because there's a lot going on there. Right. I mean, the fact that we got Aiden O'Connell and Easton Stick, which if that's not a porn name, I don't know who's waiting on it. I mean, somebody figure it out, you know, do something different with the spelling, but somebody figure that out. The point is. When you roll out backup after backup after backup, most brands, most leagues. You would be like, oh, OK, well, the stars aren't playing. I'm not interested. The NFL. No, it doesn't matter. Whatever you open up underneath the lid, that's what you get from the NFL, and everybody's going to be watching, and these are going to do massive numbers all throughout this Saturday. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, you can get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Hey, speaking of uh, backup quarterbacks, how about Josh Dobbs getting Zach Wilson, huh? (laughs) By the way, you want to talk about a cruel world. Josh Dobbs was a Cleveland Brown two weeks before the season started. Cleveland decides, you know what? We don't really need Josh Dobbs here. We have full confidence that Massage Watson is going to be able to start games for us and be productive, and we're not going to have any issues whatsoever. Oops. So they trade Josh Dobbs to the Arizona Cardinals. And Arizona, you're thinking... All right, well, they're probably going to stink, and they do, but I think they're a little bit better than people expected. Josh Dobbs actually gets them a win, which nobody thought was going to be the case. And if memory serves me correct, I believe that was against the Dallas Cowboys. And last I checked, that team appears to be one of the Super Bowl contenders legitimately this year. He goes to Arizona. He performs so amicably well and, and does such a good job that they decide, you know what? We're going to go ahead and give you an opportunity to start for a team that's actually making a playoff push. He goes to Minnesota. He's there like an hour and a half, wins a couple of games, like, you know, like puts together comeback drives and winning drives. Like, he does a great job for the Minnesota Vikings. All of a sudden, he has a primetime game against the Bears, has some interceptions that I think we can all agree, majority of those were tipped interceptions, and the next thing you know, they're questioning whether or not he should be the starting quarterback. He goes to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Yeah, the offense struggled a little bit, but they win the game 3-0. He gets benched by Nick Mullins, and then the very next week, he comes out on a Saturday. Not only is he not starting, he's not the backup, that's Jaron Hall, and he's inactive for this game here on a Saturday. What the F, man? Like, I get it. It's a cruel world. But when we're talking about the year of the backup, wouldn't you think Josh Dobbs would be the ideal backup quarterback in this year and this spot for the Minnesota Vikings? In a game that you have to win, it's a must-win situation to keep your playoff hopes alive. 
You trust Jaron Hall as your backup quarterback more than you do Josh Dobbs? Guy's been on like three teams in the last 20 minutes. And Minnesota decides, now nah, you're going to go ahead and get Zach Wilson. We'll make you third string here. I don't get it. This appears to be the year you would want to have a decent backup quarterback considering all of those backup quarterbacks that are getting playing time, but apparently they feel different in Minnesota. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Again, that is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, and you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. So we are going to have the usuals coming up later on. We've got another edition of Do You Care? We've also got our Knox Locks. Bit of a struggle, I'll be honest with you. Bit of a struggle the past couple of weeks, but we're going to bounce back here. I have full confidence in that. And we're going to hand out an award here. Tis the season and tis the Saturday to hand out an award in the NFL, and we're going to do that later on this hour as well, too. It's all yours here, a two-hour extravaganza as we watch real, live, playoff-impactful NFL football here getting you set for the holiday season. But coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, there is a team in the NFL that thinks they're way hotter than they actually are. I'll tell you who that is next. We don't need to bring Jonas in. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, Feliz Navidad, my ass. Let me tell you something. It's Mexican Hell Week over in Noxico. I'll tell you that right now. For anybody that's not familiar with what Mexican Hell Week is, it's Tamale Week here at this house, which means it takes forever. It is a mind-numbing operation. It, it takes way too long, and I've mentioned this before on the show. There's a reason why it's only done once a year, because the process is a giant pain in the ass. All right. It is a giant pain in the ass. And so while many of you are out there getting your last minute Christmas shopping done, watching the NFL, having a couple of cocktails, maybe you're already off for the holidays from work. Like while many of you are out there, you know, trying to make all of that part of your Saturday and enjoying the weekend. We're sitting over here with tamales up to my ears all around the house. And it's still not going to be enough. And whatever doesn't get eaten gets thrown in the freezer. And then that's going to be what everybody eats moving forward. So while you guys are probably, you know, sitting there, maybe you got a couple of turkey sandwiches still left over from Thanksgiving. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be inundated with tamales in my freezer next to like an old box of fish sticks that nobody ate for the next six months here. So that's what we got to work with. So for those of you unfamiliar with what Mexican Hell Week is, it's not bull in the ring, all right? We're not doing two-a-days. It is the mind-numbing, pain-in-the-ass process of tamales here at the Knox household all weekend long. And the cleanup is even worse than the actual setup. Let's go live to our I Have Intimate Knowledge of Mexican Hell Week insider, Chris Perfett, for the latest. Uh, I have no inside information about that. I am Italian through and through, but I, I think we glossed over too quickly that you called it Noxico. And well, yeah. I think it's that's a fantastic name. That's what it is. Like, I, I, I don't know why I thought Quantico for a second. Maybe I'm watching no. too much TV, but like yeah. Noxico... Sounds like we we need to be we need to be trademarking this year, Jonas. I mean, listen, man, the uh, the the missus is from uh, Jalisco uh, in Mexico, and uh, you know I figured, all right, we're going to play this. You know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have an X at the end of my last name, so why don't we go ahead and turn this into something? Oh yeah, listen, uh, when people ask, like, oh, that's that's awesome. Um, so uh, so what? How old's your son? I was like, it doesn't matter how old he is; he's Noxican. That's all that matters. Age age is irrelevant in this whole conversation. Just a mindset. So, yeah. Um, but it is uh, it is Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Um, one of the – I don't even – this doesn't even do it justice. Nick Mullins was just intercepted again – This is one of the worst interceptions you will see. Going down to the ground, I'm going to try and describe it, 
and I don't know that I'll be able to, but I'm going to do my best. While being brought down to the ground, Nick Mullins decided that he was going to throw the ball away so he didn't get sacked. The problem was when he went to spike the ball on the ground, it ended up hitting a defensive lineman who was on his back. The ball bounced off uh, up in the air off the defensive lineman. He ended up catching the ball for an interception. And Nick Mullins ran over to the sidelines to try and tell Kevin O'Connell, oh, no, no, no. Listen, it's not a sack. I was throwing the ball away. Yeah, the problem is you threw it on a guy who was laying down and he caught it. Okay, that, that's, kind of, that's an interception. But again... Josh Dobbs, not good enough to be your starter, not good enough to be your backup. So he's sitting on the sidelines right now in an emergency situation for the Minnesota Vikings. So there's that. Aye, aye, aye. All right. So we do have uh, a 7-3 score for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Cincinnati has just thrown a deep pass down the sidelines to T. Higgins. Uh, They are checking to see whether or not he has both hands underneath the football and it counts as a catch. If so, it would put uh, Cincinnati in field goal range, Uh, but they're taking a look at this right now and uh, and we will keep you posted on this game throughout the course of this show here uh, with eight seconds left in the first half and the Minnesota Vikings a 7-3 lead over the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. So let's have a uh, – and by the way, we are going to give out an award coming up here in about 10 minutes from now, so make sure you stick around for that. This is hilarious. So there's a report out that the Chargers, who I don't know if you had heard, are in the market for a head coach and a general manager after the firing of Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco on Friday – and you're probably thinking, well, why'd they make the move? Well, if you watch Thursday Night Football, you could probably guess as to why. But this it was the worst-kept secret in the NFL. Everybody knew this was probably where this was going to go. So apparently, one of the coaches that's going to be out there and potentially available is Bill Belichick. And according to Armando Salguera of OutKick, who's been doing a great job covering the NFL for a long time, that there are some within the Chargers organization that are wary of hiring Bill Belichick Because they're worried that he could make a bunch of changes to the existing front office structure. And he would install basically his own thing, his own deal there. So the Chargers, a bad football team that's never won a Super Bowl, is wary of hiring Bill Belichick because, God forbid, a guy with all those Super Bowls would want to do things his way when taking over your organization. <laughs> oh, oh, you're wary. Okay. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. I'm glad you're concerned about hiring him. Dude, you are in no position to call to dictate terms here at all under any circumstance. <laughs> like that's like that's like a three telling a nine. Now listen, you're just not my type. I'm not your type. I'm not your type. I'm a rocket ship. You're a gargoyle. But I'm not your type. Okay. Okay. Understood. The Chargers should not be eliminating anybody from the discussion, let alone maybe the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, because they're worried it might impact their organizational structure. What are you talking about? You have been underwhelming and disappointing for years. 
Like this, like, listen, we could talk all we want about Brandon Staley and this and Brandon Staley that. Man, the Chargers for a long ass time have had a lot of talent. And you know what the same conversation comes of, of the L.A. Chargers? They got a bunch of talent, but they're dealing with a lot of injuries, etc. Wash, rinse, and repeat. It's always the same discussion with the Chargers. Always. You can sit there and try and pin it on Brandon Staley. And yes, he made some questionable decisions on fourth down a bunch of times. Yes, you know, they probably should have done more with what they had to. But we've been hearing that about the Chargers for years. This is the same organization that fired Marty Schottenheimer after going 14 and 2. They were 14 and 2 and fired Marty Schottenheimer. And you ask anybody that was on that team, that wasn't exactly the best decision in the world. Well, I mean, you know, they get to the playoffs and they had a bye and they lost to the Patriots at home. Man, go back and watch that game. Is it Marty Schottenheimer's fault that some guy didn't protect the football and got stripped from behind? Is it his fault? Is that his fault? That's Marty Schottenheimer's fault? Like, how many times do you have to underperform, under, insert a head coach, Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, like, um, pick one, pick a card, any card, before you realize, hey, maybe we should change the way we're doing things here. And if Bill Belichick decides, hey, I, I got some ideas, and, and, and none of them exist here right now. And the Chargers pull out the, well, we're wary of hiring Belichick because if he makes two... Dude, you're not, it, it's, you're not in a place to call shots here. You've got a quote-unquote franchise quarterback. You've got a window and an opportunity here to do potentially some big things. You should not eliminate anybody from the discussion right now at all. And by the way, for those of you that look at Brandon Staley and go, well, listen, maybe we like him as a person and maybe we like being around him. We just don't like his decision making. We don't like Brandon Staley and some of the decision making. And, you know, situationally, not a great coach. You know who's great situationally? Bill Belichick. And you can point to what the Patriots look like this year. But I'm looking around going, man, that defense plays pretty well. And yes, the offense has struggled, but as far as a coach goes, talk to anybody in the NFL. They don't look at Belichick and go, hey, coaching-wise, you know, like, uh, like, like he's lost a step. If anything, they look at Belichick and go, look, there's been some mistakes with the draft, things like that. But if Belichick decides, hey, I've got a GM that I trust that I can work with. I think we could get this thing back on track. We're not far away. The roster's got a ton of talent. What do you say we work on this? And the Chargers go, yeah, I don't know. Just not our type. You don't have a type. You know who your type is? Anybody that says yes. Okay? (laughs) Like, oh, just not really not in. What do you mean? Like, I don't like it. Just like the idea that's you ever been around a guy like and trust me, I've had several of these. Ever been around a buddy of yours who goes up and. Hits on hits on a girl at a bar like the woman sitting at a bar. He hits on her, and then like uh, you know he spends a few minutes, maybe buys a drink, does whatever you know. But ultimately, it doesn't go anywhere. And then he comes back to you and goes, "Yeah, she wasn't that hot, anyways." Oh, really? Like when did that? When did you figure that out? Was it the first drink, the second drink, all of which you bought, or was it the hour you spent trying to sell her on going out on a date with you? Like, when did you fi- like, dude? 
Yes, she was. You just struck out. You're not in a position to walk back after the fact and say, nah, nah, just not into it. No, she wasn't into you. Like, if I'm Belichick, like, the first question I have for the Chargers is, hey, do you guys want to be underwhelming or do you want to, like, win football games? Like, the, the idea that the Chargers are calling shots here is laughable. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, and you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. So, coming up, we are going to hand out an award here on the show. It is our TGFG Game of the Week. Find out what it means, and it's yours here, coming up in just a couple of moments from now. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, including what is happening in Cincinnati between the Bengals and the Vikings, it's Kevin... Wired herb. Yeah, an opposite of a shootout, though, in Cincinnati. It's just 7-3 to three as they've reached halftime there at Paycor Stadium. Not really a whole lot of offense going. Nick Mullins picked off twice, one of them inside the red zone, and the other, as you described earlier, Jonas, one in which he was trying to avoid taking a sack, threw the ball, kind of just tried to spike it on the ground, went off the player, and in the hands of another defender, and... Uh, uh, the Bengals get the ball back there, but the Bengals not doing anything on offense themselves. They just got three points. Jake Browning, 9 of 15 for 81 yards. So the lone touchdown of the game, though, coming from Ty Chandler. Overall in the day, he's got 11 carries for 42 yards. So not a whole lot going on uh, right now. Gives you uh, the vibes of those early Saturday wildcard games uh, they would have featuring, uh, you know, the Bengals or Texans with a backup quarterback. That's what this game really feels like. But uh, right now, 7-3, halftime in Cincinnati. A couple of college bowl games going on right now. Actually, one of them just uh, went final, although it wasn't really much of a contest. The Myrtle Beach Bowl, Ohio, Georgia Southern, and the Bobcats win it going away 41-21. to The Celebration Bowl, they are now in the third quarter, about three, three minutes to go, and it is Howard leading Florida A&M 16-10. And in the New Orleans Bowl, Louisiana and Jacksonville State, and it's the Raging Cajuns leading this one 7-0. And they got about an 11, 11 and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Back to you, Jonas. Thanks, Kevin. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, what a uh, regrettable decision uh, we had on the show. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe on Friday. Uh, we thought it would be a great idea to go ahead and pick every single bowl game this year. I think there's 41 of them. And so we decided, you know, oh, why, don't no. we pick, why don't we pick every single bowl game? Yeah, that's a fun idea. Why don't Another we one. And I thought, look, my strategy, like Brady Quinn, of course, is going to, you know, he does a deep dive on all this and, and he want, you know, my thought was, listen, I have no idea who's partaking in these bowl games because so many people sit out now. I can't keep track of the transfer portal. I can't like, like Will Rogers is at Washington now. Like every single day, there's some major move in college football. I just said, you know what? Screw it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go ahead and go by gut feeling. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to look at the name of the bowl. I'm going to look at the name of the bowl and how it applies to these certain teams. I'm also going to try and get information on these swag bags that are handed out at the bowls. Uh, like who's got the best swag bag? Because my thought is whoever gets the worst of the swag bag, that's the team that I would trust in a bowl game. And the reason why is they're going to be so pissed off at the way they were treated it's like you open up a duffel bag and there's like, you know, a Wendy's wrapper and, you know, two cigarette butts. And it's like, oh, uh, cool. You know what? That pisses me off. And the coach could be like, you know what? It should piss you off. 
it should piss you off considering we traveled all this way. So swag bag, whoever traveled the furthest just to get that was going to be my mentality on picking these games. Like I was just going to go, man, I don't care about who's on the rosters, don't care about the injuries. I'm just going to go gut feeling. And I trusted it. I really tried. And I felt great about it. So we went through and we picked every single game this weekend as they open up bowl season in college football, including Georgia Southern minus three against the Ohio Bobcats. And as Kevin pointed out, they just lost by 20. So uh, well, I'll off tell you to what a, I know. That's the dumbest. Bet I've off, heard of. off to a roaring start here. A roaring start uh, in our bowl bonanza on two pros and a cup of Joe. So we just a really, really fun, fun event for everybody involved. Uh, all right. So we are going to have uh, another edition of Do You Care coming up here in about 12 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. But right now it is time to hand out an award. It is time for our TG. FG game of the week and it goes to Falcons and Panthers. Hey, wash, rinse, and repeat it is. The Carolina Panthers find themselves our TGFG game of the week. And you're probably wondering, what's TGFG? Well, it's thank God for gambling because the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons are set to take on each other at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox coming up tomorrow. And you're looking at this going, what do you mean Atlanta's in a playoff race? What are you talking about? Atlanta, it finds himself entrenched in a playoff race. Yeah, but Atlanta's not very good. They're also 6-7, and seven, uh, and they're also on the road here against a 1-12 football team, the Carolina Panthers. Again, I say it every single week. I have no idea how Carolina's won a game. I really don't. Like, I don't, like, there is nothing going on there. And I'm not saying that anybody should panic with Bryce Young. I like to I like to wait and see on my quarterbacks. I'm not one of these hot take artists who goes week in and week out to try and be critical. So I do have some hope for Bryce Young's going to be able to figure it out. But Carolina is dreadful. And I think you automatically get the TGFG game of the week when the ticket prices start to make noise on social media. And for those of you that missed it, Apparently, there were some tickets for the Panthers and the Falcons going as low as 40 cents. I'd buy that for a dollar. Now, you could get two of those for under a dollar. So 40 cents. But I, I think with like fees and everything else involved, we're looking at like, you know, 228 or something like that. Uh, $2.28 you could get into a, a Falcons-Panthers game. Now, uh, I have seen in some places that the ticket prices have skyrocketed uh, upwards of $13 that you can get into that game. So for those of you that are standing in line trying to buy cheap ornaments like I was at a Dollar Tree yesterday, dude, just put them down. You can get that later on when the crowd isn't so bad. And just go buy yourself a ticket to go see Falcons Panthers. And if you're wondering why this game is significant, it's because we just made it significant. It is our week 15 TGFG game of the week. Our thank God for gambling game of the week, because if not for gambling, nobody's watching this crap. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Again, you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, we have got another edition of Do You Care? We are going to tell you the truth about major stories in the world of sports that people have been talking about over the last several days, and it's yours right here on FSR. You can't handle the truth! Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. By the way, coming up top of next hour, we will call it, uh, yeah, we'll call it a little over 15 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, it's happening again. It's just one of the most tired, dumb discussions in the National Football League. And for some reason, people continue to go back to this. We will get into the discussion because it has uh, taken a twist and a turn over the past couple of days. We'll get into that for you again coming up here 15 minutes from now. A reminder here that shortly after our show, our podcast will be going up. So if you missed any of today's show, including earlier this hour, in which we talked about one of the great marketing moves in recent sports history, brilliant marketing, and it may even involve a cooking competition. If you missed any of that, including that, you can check out the podcast. It will be posted again shortly after we go off the air. All you got to do is search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. And this is important. All right. So, so listen to this. Be sure to also follow rate and review the pod again just search fox sports radio wherever you get your podcast you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air and i will tweet out a link to the podcast as well too at the jonas knox so follow rate and review that when you see it and right now it is time for this there are so many stories in the world of sports and most of them are a complete waste of time tmz reports Let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? I don't care. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Bo Benson, to find out what the hell people have been talking about. Bo? Okay, so Shohei Otani finally revealed the name of his dog at his introductory press conference with the Dodgers. Uh, it was a scuttlebutt that maybe the he didn't want to reveal the dog's name because it was uh, related to the team he was planning on signing with. So uh, everybody was like, oh, is it named Dodger? Is it named Walker? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the dog's named Decoy. Uh, I mean, Jonas, do you care? No, come on. Like, what are we? I don't like, care. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Like, is, is there not enough interesting aspects to Shohei Otani going to the Dodgers? That we're talking about his damn name. And by the way, how about the fact that there are people listening to this show right now who when somebody asks, hey, where were you and what were you doing when Shohei Otani signed with the Dodgers? You know what they were doing? They were listening to this show because we break all the big stories. And people in the world of sports know if you want to get the most eyeballs and ears and attention for any sort of major story that goes on in the world of sports, all you got to do is wait until the hours of 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time every single Saturday and you drop bombshells like what happened last week here on this show next patrick mahomes andy reed and miles garrett were all fined by the nfl today for uh criticizing the officiating do you care kind of because it's like you know like do officials get fined for bad calls like do do, do officials get fined and also i mean you know if after the fact andy reed and patrick mahomes basically acknowledge hey you know what yeah, he was offsides. All right. Like if, if all that happens after the fact, does the NFL say, hey, listen, we'll cut you some slack. It's rare that Patrick Mahomes does that. Don't worry. No, instead, they're just going to take money from you. Like that's how this works. Next. Jake Paul scored a first round knockout of Andre August, uh, signaling his intent, intent to establish himself as a legitimate cruiserweight title contender. Jonas, do you care? Yeah. Listen, man, people it. could say whatever they want. They could say whatever they want about Jake Paul. He's a YouTuber. He's this. He's that. Look, 
The guy's starting to step up in class. He's starting to not fight just, you know, uh, predominantly MMA fighters who are no longer fighting in the UFC or were known as grapplers and not not significant strikers. He is stepping up his game. He's serious about this. He takes it serious. He's getting better and better each and every time. I'm happy for him. It's awesome to watch. Next. The uh, San Antonio Spurs picked up their first win since November 2nd. Last night, uh, scoring a victory over the uh, Anthony Davis-less LeBron Lake or Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron Lakers is accurate, though. Uh, Jonas, do you care? Well, I mean, is this going to go uh, up in the rafters at the crypt? I mean, are they going to put this next to the banner for the in-season tournament? Like, is this going to be? I'm, I'm just curious, like how lost that, to the Spurs banner? Yeah, like uh, like we like the Spurs Throw broke their their 200 game <laughs> uh, losing streak against the Lakers. No, this is, like this, but this is exactly why people that get worked up over NBA results like the in-season tournament in December. Like, dude, none of this matters. Like, it doesn't matter that the Lakers lost. Who cares? Next! I hate this! The uh, the Tennessee Titans who moved to Nashville from Houston when they were the Oilers, uh, they're going to play the Texans tomorrow. The Houston Texans. Uh, the Titans will be wearing their Oilers throwbacks for that game. Uh, Jonas, do you care? Yeah, I care because I it. it's the throwback unis. And look, we were talking during the break. Uh, I, I think we've started to figure out that things were just a little bit better in the 80s and 90s. I mean, the Oilers unis, the Seahawks throwbacks, the Giants, the Eagles, it just looks so much better. Even the Broncos helmet you know, with the uh, the, the big uh, Denver yes. D. And Most then underrated got, jersey. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, all of that stuff is so fun and looks so great. And for some reason, and they do it once or twice a year and then they decide to go back to the same awful color scheme this should always be the jersey and people in houston you can be sensitive about it all you want then if you don't like it stop cheering for the texans all right stop showing up to games and force them to try and buy back the tennessee titans and then rename them the houston oilers you got options here next uh social media was a buzz when giants quarterback tommy devito's agent appeared beside him on monday night football uh looking like the most tommy devito's agent he could possibly be jonas do you care absolutely this I is phenomenal it. I look i mean for everybody out there that's saying oh we're tired of seeing this guy well you know what i was tired of seeing taylor swift i was tired of that all right and i had to sit through it and i had to wear it for weeks for weeks when all i wanted to do was watch football games so you know what i'll see your taylor swift and i'll upgrade your Tommy DeVito agent. Okay, let me let me raise with a Tommy DeVito agent spotlight. And, and by the way, listen, this guy's going into the uh, like the National Italian Hall of Fame. You know, I believe. I believe he's uh, in the National Italian Hall of Fame or whatever that Hall of Fame was that they came out with this week. So good for him. He seems like a stand-up guy. He seems very genuine, which is not the norm for a lot of agents, depending on who you talk to. So yes, I'm happy for him. And I'm happy that this has taken the reins from Taylor Swift and we can focus on this now next after televising thursday night's beatdown of the chargers at the hands of the raiders amazon prime v- treated viewers to another beatdown this time of thugs and hooligans at the hands of uh man mountain jack reacher jonas have you seen the show and do you care uh, i have not seen the show i it's saw so uh, okay i i don't understand what is the, what is the premise of the show bo like he's what is just it? he's like an ex uh, special forces guy that just beats people up that wrong people it's he's <laughs> it's so good tom cruise played him in a movie except like when you read the books like the person they have playing him now is much more physically like yeah, jack reacher as described not he's tom a big cruise. dude right yes he's huge like legitimately a big dude i believe this actor was from blue mountain state so he's been a football player before like 
he's he's a massive human being. I mean, look, I might check it out. I mean, what is a plus is the fact that it's not Tom Cruise. By the way, what a weirdo that guy is. And I don't care. Listen, I don't care if you're a Tom Cruise fan. Or not. Look, guys, there's a lot of movies of Tom Cruise that I like, but what a weird ball. Like, just an oddball, weird guy Die, screaming Tom! at that dude on set during COVID. What a tool. Toolish behavior. So maybe I'll check out Reacher or whatever it's called just because Tom Cruise isn't in it. So somebody is once again having to answer questions that just happen to also be some of the dumbest questions you'll have to answer in the NFL and one of the dumbest debates we'll also have uh, in the NFL. We'll get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across this country. And wherever you are, making us a part of your Saturday afternoon, we appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. And we do so live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So as Kevin Wyatt mentioned in his award-winning update just a few moments ago, the Minnesota Vikings have the football back. An awful interception by Jake Browning. Uh, he has not played well to start off this game. Five and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter, and Minnesota's got the football up 14-3 and driving over the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, there's why a lot of people have been throwing out there the Kevin O'Connell for Coach of the Year discussion because when you consider what Minnesota's gone through, I mean, they, look, it wasn't just Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson missed a bunch of games. And yet here Minnesota is with an opportunity to really make a statement here on the road in a massive game for wildcard implications with, what, their third, fourth quarterback this season? I mean, this would be as impressive as it gets for Minnesota here, sitting at 7-6 and six with an opportunity. And look, I get it that the NFC you know, is a little bit weak towards the bottom. I get it. I get it. I, I understand you know, that people look at the NFC and they go, all right, well, you know, outside of the top teams, what are we really looking at? I understand that. But you know what, man? If if it's tough to make the playoffs, that's why we see so many so much turnover. If you were to tell a Vikings fan when Kirk Cousins went out or when they started off the way that they did, hey, by the way, you're going to be a playoff team at the end of all this, nobody would have thought that. Like, nobody would have thought, you know, uh, uh, that Minnesota would be in this spot here. As I say that, Nick Mullins with just a terrible incompletion. So uh, Minnesota is going to be sitting out fourth and four, uh, trying to get the football to Hawkinson. And uh, they must have misread that. Uh, Justin Jefferson with a monster catch on the sideline a few moments ago. And by the way, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I've also thought this about Jefferson. I just hope that he gets through the season healthy. Because he's still looking at a massive payday at the end of this whole thing. And he's already dealt with the injuries. He was knocked out of the game against the Raiders after he returned, missing all that time with the hamstring injury. Uh, I just hope that uh, Justin Jefferson gets paid at the end of this whole thing and he gets out of the season in one piece so that he can do so. Because he's going to get a monster contract, and he should. So the field goal is up and good for the Minnesota Vikings. And they have a 17-3 lead with four and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter there. So, again, we will keep you uh, po- uh, posted as to what the status of this game is and how this game turns out throughout the course of it. All right, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. 
So uh, I also would like to mention this uh, briefly before we get into one of the dumbest discussions that we are having in sports that for some reason uh, is percolating yet again uh, throughout the course of this weekend. Um, Matt wrote in on Twitter, and I want to mention this because we were talking about the ticket prices for the Falcons Panthers game. You know, there were some reports out there and some uh, screenshots that were sent over that tickets were like going for 40 cents. And Matt wrote in and says, as a teacher in North Carolina, I was offered third level tickets for 70 bucks this weekend for teacher appreciation to the Panthers game. Why should he have to pay anything? Listen, being a teacher is one of the most difficult jobs that there is. And unless he's being a smart ass, having to pay... Having to pay 70 bucks to go to a Panthers game this year, you should at least get a couple of snaps in the game. Like, I swear to God, you couldn't be Gunner on the punt team. For 70 bucks. I want to see the field. I want to see the field. I want to suit up. And I would also like to get a game check, if possible, to go watch a Panthers game. 70 bucks for a teacher? Good God. I, I don't care what you do for a living. Nobody should be having to pay $70 to go to a Panthers game right now. That's why it was the uh, TGFG game of the week. You know, that's why we told people, thank God for gambling. Because if not for gambling, who's watching that game? So, I, listen, man, I feel for you. 70 bucks to go to that game? Not interested. I'll pass. Good God. Uh, all right, so let's have a fun little uh, back and forth here, fun little conversation. Because for some reason, this is still resonating and percolating with a lot of people that we either watch the NFL, cover the NFL, or formerly played in the NFL. So Cam Newton, of course, got a lot of blowback this week because he was talking about system quarterbacks, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's been a topic of conversation for the longest time. Uh, you've also got people that you know are, are so dead set on the fact that Brock Purdy is a system quarterback. I mean, in fact, so much so they're even asking Brock Purdy about it. Take a listen. This was earlier this week. I don't know, man. I don't want to comment on that. You know, I'm like I said, I'm playing quarterback, trying to win games, and we'll see at the end of all of it. It's one of the dumbest things that we do. It's like calling somebody a bust. Like there, there are actually three things that I have decided I'm going to swear off, and I don't need a New Year's resolution for this. I'm going to swear it off because I'm not lazy, and I'm not going to wait until January 1st to go ahead and make a change in my life. Ooh, got to make a change, but I got to wait until January 1st. Hey, I'm going to wait till January 1st to get back in shape. What are you going to do in the meantime? Shove chocodiles down your throat two at a time just to get it all in before January 1st? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and swear off three things in the NFL. All right. I'm going to swear off calling people a bust. Swearing it off. Done. Number one. Never doing it. All right. Number two. Number two. I'm going to go ahead and swear off saying that somebody should lose their job in the NFL. That person should be fired. You know, all those all those douchebags on social media on Thursday night that were like, hey, you know what? Brandon Staley shouldn't even be allowed on the team plan. He should take an Uber back home. He deserves to get fired. Not doing it. I'm swearing that off. First of all, it's disrespectful, especially around the holidays. Yeah, but he makes all these millions of dollars. I don't care. That was that guy's dream job, and you're celebrating the fact that he lost it. Let me tell you something. What's your dream job? How about I call for that? How about we call for your job, all right? For those of you that ever lost your job before, or maybe you don't even have a job because you got a bunch of rich parents, 
you don't get it. You don't know what that's like. And I feel for anybody that does lose their job. I don't care what it is. All right. So that's number two. I'm swearing those two off. Here's what else I'm swearing off. Number three. Calling anybody a system quarterback. Like what? What? What does that even? What does it mean? You're a system quarterback. You're just a product of the system. Okay. Like, all right, product. Ooh, product of the system. Hey, you know what, man? You want to know why you're a good person? Because you came from a great family. Why don't you? Why don't you have a bad family and see how things turn out? Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, mom and dad. You know, I'd prefer to go live with a drug addict for six months just to try this out. You know, not into this whole product of the system thing. Not, just not my thing anymore. My mom and dad really failed me. Why is that? Well, they didn't smoke crystal meth in front of me when I was a child. So I'm going to go. I want to go ahead and be a part of that world just to prove that I can make it. <laughs> what a dumb conversation. And for some reason, it's still here. Like, Brock Purdy's having to answer questions. Do you think you're a system quarterback? <laughs> what? Like, I just, I don't get it. And I talked about this after the thir- uh, the Thanksgiving game, where they went into Seattle, and they blowtorched the Seahawks on the road in primetime on a short week. And Brock Purdy was fantastic. And I was talking about it that weekend. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like, is this because you don't want to be wrong about Brock Purdy? Is this because, like, I don't, I don't understand. Well, if he wasn't in Kyle Shanahan's system, he wouldn't be having this much success. Okay, as I said then, what do you want him to do? Ask for a trade? Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, if, you, if you're walking in the street and there's nobody around within miles and you find a $100 bill... Are you going to pick it up and put it in your pocket or are you going to go ahead and pick it up and then set it off to the side of the road and put a rock on top of it and say, well, you know, listen, I, I don't I don't feel good about this. I didn't earn it. Right place, right time. That's your hundred dollars. Nobody else around. There's no tracking device on it. It's not no country for old men. Shagor's not going to find you in a hotel after he blows away some guy and his cat downstairs. You found it right place, right time. Brock Purdy, right place, right time. You got to give it up. It's dumb. It's It doesn't make sense. You know, if it wasn't for your system, you wouldn't be that good. Okay, I'll tell you what. I, I, let me go ahead and let me just go ahead and get this out of the way. If it wasn't for Fox Sports Radio, you're right. I wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> I am a product of the system, and I'm happy to admit that. That's fine. Happy to admit it. Hey, listen, Brock, uh, you got a lot of talent around you. We don't think you could do it without him. Oh, you don't think so? Knock, knock, knock. John Lynch, I want Christian McCaffrey traded. I want Trent Williams gone. And you know what? While we're at it, I want a package deal. I want George Kittle and Debo Samuel out of here. And if you can get anything for Brandon Ayuk, I want him gone too. Because you know what? I got to prove people wrong. Dude, give it up. Like, why is he being asked about it? Who cares? He's a good quarterback, and he's in a great system. So what? And for some reason, it's still out. Like, we're still doing it. Why? So I'm saying it right now. I am swearing off those three things. I'm swearing off calling anybody a bust. I'm swearing off, uh, you know, uh, calling for anybody's job. 
I think it's disrespectful, and I'm swearing off the system quarterback label. It is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And for some reason, here we are, and everybody wants to have that conversation. I'll have no part of it. That's what I'm going to do, swearing that off. And I don't need New Year's because I'm lazy to go ahead and do it. I'm going to make this move and make this decision on December 16th. I'm getting a two-week head start on the rest of you guys. By the way, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, Brian writes in, only thing that would make useless YouTube bleep wipe Jake Paul interesting for once in his life in his pathetic existence is if he absolutely kicked the living bleep out of Jonas and sent your loser ass and soul into the soil. Bleep. Troy writes in, nothing this soy boy Jonas would love more than to bleep bleep and have a double team. <laughs> A double-team sandwich with Tom Brady and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I can't even uh, bleep to the bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> like the dismissed cracker you are. Oh, man. Uh, Paul writes in, you bleep. Get back to bleeping it to your new boy toy on the Dodgers, Shohei Otani. And your pack of bleep, bleep, bleeps can have more gossip about what his dog's real name is. You bleep. Very vile in nature, all of those are. But if you would like to see the unedited versions of all of those, that is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, where you can find all of that fun stuff here on a uh, just in the midst of the holidays, you know, just in the midst of the holidays here on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Those are some of the worst we've gotten. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not even, I don't know if I should have read any of that, to tell you the truth. All right. Coming up next here, though, from the TireRack.com studios, there is the potential of a major quarterback move in the NFL this offseason. And I'll tell you why. Coming up next here on FSR. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up a little over uh, 10 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, we are going to have ourselves a fun little discussion in the National Football League. And by fun, I mean, look, it's something that when people are talking about awards and what should be handed out and what should go to who, I think there's one that makes more sense than most. But apparently, I'm in the minority on this, if you believe the betting odds. So we will get into that for you here coming up in, uh, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studio. So a quick update for you in the NFL game that is currently going on in Cincinnati. We have got the Minnesota Vikings holding on to a lead over the Cincinnati Bengals. It is 17-10. Minnesota has the lead. Under 14 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, but Cincinnati has gotten the ball back. Minnesota looked like they were in control. Uh, There was just a T. Higgins touchdown throw from Jake Browning, who has not played well in this game. Uh, And if we're being honest here, Nick Mullins hasn't looked all that hot either. Uh, Some very, very questionable uh, throws by Nick Mullins. A couple of interceptions as well, too. But we do have a Jake Browning touchdown pass uh, to early on in the fourth quarter. A two T. Higgins, a 13-yarder. So for you uh, you people out there that are playing fantasy football, I mean, if you're not as fortunate as I am and you have a bye this week, because, I mean, this is what, kind of what I do. Uh, but if you do play fantasy football, congratulations. If T. Higgins is on your team or you're going against T. Higgins, that is the latest touchdown in this game. Uh, and a three-play, five-yard drive in and out for Minnesota when they got the ball back. So Cincinnati with the football trailing in the fourth quarter at home, 17-10, and we'll keep you posted and give you all the details on that as it progresses. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. So there's the potential of a major move in the NFL at quarterback, and it involves a couple of teams. And I'm going to make it all make sense by laying out what has happened this week. The Atlanta Falcons made there's was some reports out there that the Atlanta Falcons are going to retain Arthur Smith as their head coach. Now, Atlanta's Look, I might have call, I might have said that they stink earlier in the show, and I think that's probably because I've bet on the Falcons several times and probably lost over the past couple of years. If we're being honest, just kind of mediocre. They're a 6 and 7 football team. They're in the worst division in the NFL. But there is a lot 
to like with the Atlanta Falcons. The defense is better than a lot of people, you know, maybe realize or understand. They've got weapons. Drake London is a stud. Kyle Pitts. Uh, there's a ton of talent there. Bijan Robinson is there. You know, like they, like you look at what's there in Atlanta, and there's a reason why they moved on from Calvin Ridley. Like Calvin Ridley's a really good wide receiver. He's been a little up and down for Jacksonville, but really talented. And look, when the guy stays out of the sports books, I mean, he's a hell of a wide receiver in the NFL. But nothing wrong with that. And by the way, not judging here because that's my type of wide receiver. That's why I call him the people's wide receiver. But there's a lot to like in Atlanta. And so you see that they're going to retain Arthur Smith. And I like that they're keeping consistent and they're keeping with the stability there. And and they like that, you know, they've got this offensive minded head coach. that's going to be able to do a lot with the weapons there. But the problem for Atlanta is that the quarterback has been up and down. The quarterback play for the Falcons has been really up and down. Desmond Ritter has been in and out of the lineup. They went with Taylor Heineke. It's just, and I've been asking this question. I was asking the question in the off season and I was asking the question earlier in the year. If that's the problem in Atlanta and it's been the problem since the off season, why weren't they more aggressive in trying to make a move for one of these quarterbacks that was available? Like, why weren't they more aggressive? Like, there were quarterbacks out there, like, you know, and you look, the Deshaun Watson stuff, that's a real thing. Deshaun Watson was going to go to the Atlanta Falcons, and then the Atlanta Falcons got outbid by the Cleveland Browns. That's why Deshaun Watson wasn't a Falcon. He was set to go there. Like, even on his IG or snap face or whatever you call it, he posted a picture of him with his Browns jersey, and you can see on the background there was a Falcons jersey that was already done. Like, But Cleveland outbid. And so you see, like, uh, you know, the, the potential to, to add a quarterback this offseason, and Atlanta just kind of stayed put, and it was a little bit bizarre. It was a little odd that the, that the Falcons would have been more aggressive. So I say all of that to say this because listen people throughout there what about Lamar Jackson look Baltimore was going to retain Lamar Jackson that seems like a long ass time ago that was always going to get done but I say all that to say this there's a quarterback in the NFL that if you talk to enough people around the NFL is going to be available he's a quarterback who has shown glimpses that he can be really really good and really dynamic and he also happens to have grown up and played his high school ball about 45 minutes away from Atlanta. And that's Justin Fields. The Bears are going to have the number one pick as it stands right now because they've got Carolina's pick. And if you talk to enough people who cover the NFL, cover college football, who've been doing this for a long time, even though there's a lot of glimpses of Justin Fields looking really good and Brad Biggs, who's been covering the Bears for a long time for the Chicago Sun-Times, he laid it out this week on the score in Chicago. Like he, I mean, he, he laid it out as well as anybody. Look, for people that don't get to see Justin Fields game in and game out, game out every single play, for people that don't get to see that, you don't you don't see everything. You see the highlights and it's dynamic, but there's a lot of things that he does and it has done throughout the course of his career that you look at it and go, huh, that's that's a little odd. A lot of like turnovers late in games, things like that, that stuff that just doesn't add up. And that's why a lot of people feel like even though he's played better and has shown growth, they're still going to, if they have the opportunity, draft Caleb Williams. 
So if that's the case, and you've got to move on from Justin Fields, the Atlanta Falcons make a ton of sense. You're going to be able to have him under control of his, in his rookie deal. You could probably pick up the fifth-year option as well, too, and probably have him for a year or two. The franchise tag is also there. But you'll at least have enough time with him to try and figure out whether or not that's your franchise quarterback. And when you see how everything lines up, when you see the close proximity, he grew up in Atlanta, the Falcons are going to retain Arthur Smith, they've got to figure out the quarterback position. I think we could all agree Justin Fields would be a pretty significant upgrade over a Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. No disrespect to those guys, but he would be. And he would add an element to that offense that would make them really fun. And if the Bears are going to move on, and at this point, Unless he goes out and blows everybody away in the final four games, it appears like if they have an opportunity that that they're going to move on. If that's the case, and the Bears are going to move on and draft Caleb Williams, if they've got the number one pick, the Atlanta Falcons make a ton of sense for Justin Fields. So I'm just throwing it out there. There's the potential of it. It could happen. And if it does, you remember where you heard it first. And if it doesn't happen... None of this took place, and we'll delete it entirely from the podcast because that's how we operate on this show. We are stand-up people, and we are accountable for our bad takes and the information we give out that's wrong. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. That is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. And again, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up next here, if we're being honest, there's an award in the NFL that should go to this one person, but it's not going to happen I'm going to try and sell you on the idea of it, though. We'll get into that for you here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, including what has just happened in Cincinnati between the Vikings and the Bengals, it is Kevin Wired Earp. So picture in your mind what a matchup in the NFL would look like between backup quarterbacks. That's largely what we've gotten today, Vikings and Bengals. And for much of this contest, we really didn't see a whole lot of offense going. We saw some pretty poor quarterback play. Nick Mullins, for his part, has an interesting uh, way of trying to avoid sacks. He likes to throw the ball away right as he's going to the ground. And he's had uh, mixed results from that. Uh, the first t- attempt he tried that resulted in this. Three receivers left, one out to the right. Mullins has the ball. He's looking left. Here comes the rush. Finish. Mullins yeah. sacked by B.J. Hill. Nice job, B.J. The ball comes out, and the Bengals recover with 20 seconds left in the half. He came up with the ball. B.J. Hill came out with the football. He gets the sack, strip. That was the Bengals radio network. So Nick Mullins throwing an interception after he tried to kind of spike the ball as he was going down uh, for a sack, and it went off a player and into a defender's hands. Well, he wasn't deterred. He actually got the opposite result after trying to avoid a sack. Mullins in his 18th start, third and nine, out of the shotgun, four-man rush. Nick throws over the middle. Caught Addison to the 30-20, and he's gone! Touchdown, Vikings! Vikings Radio Network. So Nick Mullins, as he was about to hit the ground, gets the pass off, and Jordan Addison off the 
top of the blade of the turf, it seems. Uh, surprised it didn't hit the ground, but he's able to pick it up with his fingertips and run into the end zone for the score. It made it uh, 17-3 in favor of the Vikings at one point. It's now 17-17 as Jake Browning has come back. Uh, he threw a touchdown to T. Higgins, and now uh, the Bengals able to uh, punch it in from a yard out to tie up the game 17 apiece, and they've got about seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So what started out as a boring game has really uh, turned out to be uh, a thrilling contest. In the college ranks, the Celebration Bowl between Florida A&M and Howard, the HBCU National Championship. This one's been an exciting game. It's Florida A&M now ahead 30-26. to I got about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and it's been a back-and-forth affair, at least for much of the second half, uh, each team answering a touchdown uh, with their own. In the New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State and Louisiana, they got about six minutes to go. They're all knotted up at seven points apiece. And we have one, uh, one game in Bowl season that has already gone final. The Myrtle Beach Bowl is over, but this one uh, was really over uh, after the second quarter at halftime. 41-21, the Bobcats beat Georgia Southern down in South Carolina. Back to you, Jonas. Thanks, Kevin. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. At the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter is where you can fire away any sort of, uh, you know, outrage by anything we say here on the show, uh, including uh, I'm also going to hand out my Knox locks coming up here. I've gotten plenty of criticism on that throughout the course of the year and deservedly so the past couple of weeks. So we'll have that for you again coming up uh, in about 12 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studios. So if, if we're being honest here, if we're calling this as it should be and we're looking at awards in the NFL – and we're looking at the potential of uh, people winning these awards at the end of this season, there is somebody that I feel like is a little bit deserving that is not going to get the award, but I'm going to try and sell you on it anyways. So the Coach of the Year Award. Now, a lot could happen. A lot could take place. You know, it, it could be... You know, Kevin O'Connell, as we've talked about, Dan Campbell was the favorite the last time, you know, looking into it late this week. And a lot of times the coach of the year in the NFL, like the odds will come and go. They'll be posted and then they won't be posted like it just. But like Dan Campbell has been sort of the favorite for a long time, along with D'Amico Ryans. Mike McDaniel's gotten some love like there is some other, you know, coaches out there. Shane Steichen also. He's somebody that's been mentioned. Obviously, we talked about Kevin O'Connell. A lot of people out there just in, in looking at their situation and circumstances that you would look at and go, OK, that makes some sense. Dan Campbell makes some sense. That's an organization that has struggled for a long time. He started building some positive momentum late last season. It's turned into this year. It looks like they're going to win the NFC North. For anybody panicking about that, don't worry. It's going to happen. Trust me. Uh, D'Amico Ryans also makes some sense. Nobody thought the Houston Texans would be in the spot that they are. But D'Amico Ryans has got them playing really good football. They're a vastly improved football team. And in one year with a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, obviously Mike McDaniel, that's been a really fun team to watch, even though it wasn't so fun last Monday night but like though like it makes sense why Shane Steichen backup quarterback like it makes sense why those would be in the conversation but let me try and sell you on somebody who should also be in the conversation that will not get the award and I'm saying that up front it would be a major payout if they did like 10 to 1 or something along those lines but 
What about Kyle Shanahan? And here's why I make the case for Kyle Shanahan. He was asked earlier this week who his MVP vote would go go to, something along those lines, to where, hey, would you vote for uh, Christian McCaffrey or would you vote for Brock Purdy? And just having to answer a question like that, shouldn't that get you in the conversation for Coach of the Year? If you have two players who you can make a reasonable argument for, a valid argument as to why they should be the MVP, they're on your team in your offense, and they are both having MVP-worthy seasons. Shouldn't that guy who's coaching those two guys who are having those years be in the Coach of the Year discussion? Yet, for some reason, it's just kind of, oh, well, it's the Niners, we expect this. Okay, but the fact that you expect it, does that disqualify him from the discussion? Like, I just, I, I look at the coach of the year and I go, I, I, I get that you could make an argument and you could make the case for all of these other guys. I totally understand that. But I'm watching the Niners going, damn, they've got MVP candidates on the same side of the ball, MVP candidates, both on offense, and Kyle Shanahan is the guy putting together. He's the architect of, those, of that offense with two MVP candidates. Why doesn't he get more love? And this isn't even just a big-picture discussion. I'm just talking about this year. If you want to have big-picture discussion and you want to talk to anybody who knows the NFL a hell of a lot more than you or I know, they'll tell you Kyle Shanahan is one of the best play callers, if the not, not the best play caller in the NFL. Like, what he does is beyond comprehension for a lot of people. Like, Kyle Shanahan is, is one of the best. But it's almost expected. It's like Aaron Donald. If we're being honest, you could probably give Aaron Donald Defensive Player of the Year every single year, and it would be okay. But you can't because you got to switch it up a little bit. Like, you could do that. You could get Aaron Donald Defensive Player of the Year every single year, and it would be understood and justifiable. But you can't. you got to switch it up a little bit. It's almost like we expect Kyle Shanahan and the Niners to be good, so we just kind of dismiss that whole thing together. Guy's got two MVP candidates. Like, depending on the voting, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey could finish in the top three or top two in MVP voting this year. And I don't hear anybody talking about Kyle Shanahan, who coaches those guys to this season and is coaching those two guys in two MVP seasons being discussed when it comes to potentially being the coach of the year in the National Football League. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. So uh, there was a huge momentum swing in the NFL just a couple of moments ago. It looked like Nick Mullins was intercepted on a pick six, and the Cincinnati Bengals were going to take a lead there at home. It was seventeen seventeen all. It looked like a pick six for the Cincinnati Bengals. It was nullified by a holding penalty on Cincinnati. So Minnesota gets the football back and they are now driving inside Bengals territory and they have got a first down at the Cincinnati 32 yard line, five minutes and change left to go in the game. So we will have more on this game. The conclusion of this game coming up here next on Fox Sports Radio and the return of Knox Locks for week 15. Don't go anywhere. It's yours right here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. We are going to have 
our Knox Locks coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. But right now, it is time for the progressive play of the day. First and goal from the one. Mullins puts K.J. Osborne in motion. He's back to pass. Looks right. Sees nothing. Flag on the play, I believe. He brings it out to the right. Now he throws to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Jordan Addison! That is K-Fan, the Yalahorn of the Twin Cities on the call, the Vikings Radio Network. That is your progressive play of the day. Progressive making things uh, bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. It's all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. That is your progressive play of the day. That is the latest touchdown in Cincinnati for the Minnesota Vikings, who are holding on to a 24 17 lead over the Bengals. They have just reached the two-minute warning, and Cincinnati has the ball at about midfield trying to uh, tie this game late there at home. Both quarterbacks have struggled a little bit, but nonetheless, a fun game there to start off your Saturday triple header here on on, uh, the NFL Network as we cover it all on Fox Sports Radio, and it will be covered as well by Monty Bolaños and Alex Curry, who will take over the airwaves here, coming up a little over 12 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. If you missed any of this show, make sure you check out the podcast. All right, so make sure you check out the podcast, including what some are calling Mexican Hell Week. It'll make some sense. Trust me, if you want the answer to that, you are going to have to listen to the podcast, so be, be sure to check it out. I will tweet out a link to that podcast at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. That is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter shortly after we go off the air, so just search for it, and wherever you get your podcast, you can find Fox Sports Radio. And the most important part of all of this, be sure to follow rate and review the podcast again just search fox sports radio wherever you get your podcast and you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air and now it's time for this hey lock it let's lock in and now and now Knox locks so of course we got to take a look back was really looking to bounce back last week felt really good about things too coming off a one and two performance sitting below 500 for the year and I decided, you know what? I like the Baltimore Ravens minus seven and a half at home. That felt like a good pick. And there's nothing worse than having a team minus six and a half or more, and then you go to overtime. Nothing worse. It is a miserable existence. It felt awful watching it play out. I was rooting for the Raven. I rooting against the Ravens at that point. If I wasn't going to win my bet, I didn't want them to win anything. But special teams touchdown, punt return for a touchdown. It was one of the games of the year in the NFL, but it wasn't really ideal for me considering I lost that one. So that was my first loss of the day. I also had the Kansas City Chiefs minus one. That didn't go too well at home, so much so that Patrick Mahomes had a meltdown. Andy Reid had a little bit of a meltdown post game, only to find out, yeah, yeah, Kadarius Tony was offside. I mean, listen, if we're being honest about it, Kadarius Tony was offside. So uh, that was an 0-2 start. I did hit on the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. I felt great about that pick, but apparently that was the only one I should have felt great about. It was a second straight 1-2 and two performance in Knox Locks, which puts us at a dreadful 19-21-2 on the season. But you don't come here for the picks, all right? You come here for the will to compete. 
for the desire to keep getting up off the proverbial stool every single time when you struggle late in a fight and you're getting dominated by the other fighter? Are you going to get up off that stool? I am. I'm doing it for week 15, and it's time. Falcons and Panthers. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. Look, I know what you're saying. All right, well, this was the thank God for gambling game of the week. Well, yeah. Listen, what, what, do you think I'm just talking about this stuff and, and not sitting here, you know, uh, acting on it? Of course. Yeah, this is the thank God for gambling game of the week. And I'm gambling on the Atlanta Falcons. Look, Carolina stinks. Atlanta just lost a heartbreaker. Atlanta realizes, hey, even though we're not a great football team, even though, listen, things haven't gone all that smoothly for us in the worst division in football, we're still alive in this thing. We still got an opportunity, and we were pissed off about how last week went. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons minus the three at the Carolina Panthers, my first pick of the week. Ravens at Jaguars. I'll take the Baltimore Ravens. Look, I was a little bit disappointed with what they did last week. I'll be honest with you. But I like Baltimore minus the three and a half. I'm not crazy about that half point. I'm not crazy about the quote unquote hook, as they call it in gambling. I don't like that it's three and a half. And I don't like that it's on the road. But Jacksonville has not felt right all season long. They got it together a little bit there. But still, they don't seem to be firing on all cylinders. I don't know how healthy Trevor Lawrence has been the entire year, if we're being honest with ourselves. I like Baltimore in this spot. It was a little bit of a letdown. I think they're defense plays much better than they did last week. They've been one of the best defenses in the league all year long. I think last week was the exception, not the rule. I'll take the Ravens minus three and a half. Eagles at Seahawks. I mean, listen, there's video of Jalen Hurts He's having to go through these weird drills at practice to not fumble the football where he's got to like crawl on all fours and they're hitting him with like a wiffle ball bat or something like that. It's like it's it's weird. It's odd. Things are a little bit crazy and kooky for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. But I trust championship pedigree in Philadelphia. I think they're going to get it together. Seattle has been one of the more underwhelming and disappointing teams all season long in the NFL. I'm going to take the Eagles minus three, even though it's on the road, but I'll take Philly minus three at Seattle. And that is your week 15 edition of Knox. Knox. By the way, a huge play just a second ago in Cincinnati. T. Higgins with one of the plays of the year, catching the ball at the one yard line, reaches out, appears to have gotten the ball across the pylon. And I think they're going to rule this a touchdown for the Cincinnati Bengals. He gets both feet in. Jamar Chase is left because of injury. And the Cincinnati Bengals look like they're going to be an extra point away from tying this game. The first of a triple header here on a Saturday in December. And for more on this game, make sure you keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. Monsi and Alex are next here from the Tyrac.com studios. Jonas, son of a bitch. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.